gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Excuse me, Mrs. Brinks? Yes, Lynette? Are you waiting to receive my limp podcast? We're going to go right into it this time. We're jumping right into it, boys. Ooh, right welcome. into it. Welcome. Hello, world, and welcome to SV Cheats 1 gaming podcast about gaming news and all that gaming related symptoms and today we're starting off with a bang we're starting off with a introduction for once no no we're (laughs) starting off with a surprise pop quiz yeah what's up today we're giving you a pop quiz oh dear it is a surprise pop quiz, and I think this is fucking glorious. It is me and Alex have been a uh, having a uh, hard at work. I honestly hardly remember what I did this week. How are you expecting me to know other things? Oh no! This is this is a true or false. It's multiple choice with only two answers. Oh, cool! Oh, so no. I do have a fifty percent <laughs> chance. Just default. you do have a fifty percent chance. I can chance. claim I was clever if I got it right. If you yeah. get all of them right, if you so get, if you get so all I, of them right, we'll give you we'll give you a little gold sticker that says "clever boy," clever boy. Yes. So tonight's uh, surprise pop quiz is all about the TV show, the Australian TV show "Neighbours." Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the TV show "Neighbours" at all? I never watched it. Well, isn't it? It's a, a staple I, of Australian TV drama. Still going today. That's why I avoided it. <sighs> still going today. I'm pretty sure it started in like 1985, and it's still going today, up to like 8,000 plus episodes. And that's but why we don't watch it. The topic of uh, Neighbours theme pop quiz tonight is batshit storylines. So I'm going to read you a title of a storyline. And you're going to guess whether it is true or false. Okay. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. So we'll start off with, I would say an easy one. Rachel and her teacher, Angus, fall in love and he gets sent to jail for it. True or false? All right. I have to say true because I did know about that one. Okay. So yes, that one is true. See, an easy one. An easy one for you. See, how's him that? Where's a fucking... Can we get a ding ding? Ding ding. I'll just use my car keys for this. There we go. There we go. I need to find my drum Question. Stick. Question two. Mm-hmm. There are characters called Stonefish, Toadfish, Stingray, and Tadpole. True or false? I'm going to say false, but I can believe it. you got to come with a confirmation. True or false, so it's no, false. No, I'm, I'm saying false, but it wouldn't surprise me. It, it doesn't seem something that'd be that far off if it was true. But I'm saying that false. That is true. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that one's a... So, so, you're, so you're one for one right now. No, no, one, I'm one for two, two. One for two. One for two. Okay, yeah, fucking well, I don't know. Um, God, your math is atrocious. A member of a satanic cult moves into Ramsey Street. True or false? 
I feel like that would have just had to have happened. Just due that... to the, the duration that's been running. So, true or false? True or false? True. That is false. Oh, right, that actually surprises me, considering what we're that say, is you're saying about not... how long the show's been running. <laughs> um, next question. So, that's what? One for free? Mm-hmm. Yep, one for three. One for free. Next question. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Suzanne miscarriages her daughter's surrogate baby and her son-in-law doesn't realize because he's listening to his iPod. True or false? That was a sentence and a half. Uh... I will say it again. Susan miscarries her daughter's surrogate baby and her son-in-law doesn't realize because he's listening to his iPod. True or false? Uh... Clock's ticking. You know what? I'm going to go with false. That is true. That really happened. (laughs) So, so what was that? One for four? Something like that. 25%. We're we're going there. Next one. Harold uses his pension to open up a strip club. True or false? That seems normal enough. Like like for the purposes of TV. No, I reckon that happened. True? Yeah. That is false. Whoa. Not going well, but there's still some redemption. Mm. So here we go. Uh, Zeke believes for a while that his dog can actually talk to him and help him with relationship advice. True or false? I'm going to say true because I can't believe that actually happening. That is false. Oh, you're not doing too well. So that one was false. We have Deepless dies, then returns as an evil doppelganger. True or false? That this is like a reality show, right? Yes. Yeah, still neighbors. Yeah. No. So that's false. Yeah. That's that. Well, it has to be. That is true. That happened. Yeah. And it was the most fucking stupid. All right. So get I mean, this right. I was I was talking to my to one of my mates recently about how basically everyone involved in film was on cocaine during the 80s. Yes. You sure <laughs> that's not still happening? I don't know, but th- no, this is recent. Yeah, that's my point. So uh what basically what I gathered is um uh one of the characters his wife died 16 years ago by driving a car for fucking cliff. And uh, it, it took 16 years, but he eventually gets married. And he's, you know, he's, he's gotten over her. So this chick comes back as an evil doppelganger. No shit. And so he's like, my wife doesn't believe me. I'm a, you know, fucking live stream uh, conversation with me and her together just to prove that she exists. So his wife is watching from a webcam and 
he's talking to this chick, this doppelganger, quote-unquote, and then he starts cheating on his current wife with the doppelganger. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a fucking... That fucking happened. I mean, when you run oh. out of fucking ideas for your plot... Yeah, here, all right, so... What was that? One for six? Something like that. <laughs> uh, Rachel gets an acting role in a movie production directed by her son to pay her debts. True or false? Sorry, could you repeat that one? Rachel gets an acting role in a movie production directed by her son to pay her debts. True or false? I mean, it seems normal enough, so probably not. Like, <laughs> running from Is previous history... So, true or false? False. That is correct. That was false. See? It's because it's something normal that should actually be possible to happen. <laughs> um, Alright. Next one. Julie accuses her Chinese neighbours of eating her dog. Alright, that's just racist, but probably happened. True or false? Yes. It's true? It's true. It is true. What was that? Three for six? Three for... Three, three for nine. That one. Yes. Look, I have no idea at this point. <sighs> uh, Robert starts work at a Vegemite factory and becomes obsessed enough to concern family members. True or false? That sounds funny enough to happen. Like on TV being that Vegemite obsessed. And it's an Australian TV. Yeah, no, that happened. That is false. That didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> so that's like three for ten. Something like that. We got yep. two more for you. Two more. So what is this? Two, two more uh, reality TV shit and we can get back into gaming. Yes. Mark, during his wedding ceremony, becomes obsessed with Jesus, quits his wedding, and becomes a priest. True or false? Fuck it. True. Of course that happened. That is true. That did happen. So, the retards... So, how this is explained is, Mark and Annalise are about to get married when Mark looks at a statue of Jesus, the camera zooms in on Jesus... Then it zooms in on Mark's sweaty face, and then suddenly, there and then, he absolutely must become a priest and therefore can't marry Annalise. So fucking Jesus Christ. Yep, that's got me convinced. All the writers are on drugs. Yeah, I mean, and, like, in episode 8000. And... Lucky last... How Bishop, how Bishop miraculously returns from the dead after falling off a cliff and comes back with just mild amnesia. Again, it's physically impossible, and this is a reality TV show, so it happened. That's true. Of, of course. That is true. How Bishop miraculously returns from the just dead like after falling off a face, cliff crack. of the face. Five years later, he rocks up with some mild amnesia after thinking for a bit that his name is Todd, and then it's business as usual. And just some uh, honourable mentions that were in there. Um, 
Toadie, Toad, Toadpole, whatever his fucking name is, uh, had a wedding to Sonya and the wedding literally explodes. Like fucking just explodes from fucking rando shit. Fire and brimstone well, kind of explosion. Yeah. As well as uh, Delta Goodrum's Born to Try is literally released within a plot. And Bouncer the Dog has an entire dream sequence. They have a dog have a minute and a half dream sequence. It's fucking retarded. But yes, that's uh that is a surprise pop quiz getting into the real deal. But all right, second so question is about, why? Because we had a fucking me and Alex had a good old laugh of that, and since we hadn't let you in on it yet because you weren't there, we thought. Let's give this to Jaden and see if these actually sound believable. But we couldn't just go, listen to this. Do you think this is true? We need to throw some false ones in there just to mix it up a bit, keep you on your toes. Yep. Mm. So we wrote a couple of those ones. Yes. Yeah, and to all of our international viewers, if you're ever wondering why Australia is such a fucked up place, you can thank Neighbours. Neighbours? It's exclusively. (laughs) Yeah, it's exclusively Neighbours. Exclusively, 100%. And Channel 10. Yeah. Good on you, Channel 10. <laughs> fucking Channel 10. I mean, we we, we burned that bridge good. before they even asked us for a sponsorship. Like, like fuck Channel 10. TV's a dying media. Oh, yeah, easily. But, you it's know, it's not a dying media. Newspaper and tabloids. The Herald Sun now sponsors Ozplay. I mean, SV Cheats. Yes. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Is, no, yeah, it's it fantastic. Anyway, <laughs> anywho... My name is Chris, and I'll be your host for tonight. And to the left of me, we have... Me, Alex, as usual. As and to usual. the left of me, we have... This is... Jimmy. This is when... Jaden. Yes. Yes. You are to our left, are you not? I'm geographically <laughs> located between you two, actually. Fan-fucking-tastic. And anyway, go. we are SV Cheats 1... A gaming podcast. About, I've done that before. And so, now that we've had that pop quiz test, what have you been up to, Alex? What have you been up to this week other than going through soap opera fucking batshit insane storylines with me? Well, aside from being forced to do that against my will, I have uh, been playing, and if I check on my recent games, because I am scatterbrained at this point, uh, recently, I have been enjoying playing Warframe with you. Uh, played a little bit of some Siege in there. I tried to get back into Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2, forgot that I hadn't verified the integrity of my game cache, so that qu- uh, died before it even got off the ground. Thanks, uh, easy anti-cheat, you fucking turd munchers. And um, I've also been hitting up the Fate Grand Order uh, gacha game because the summer event is on and I'm waiting for my surfboarding waifu to get her swimsuit on. It's because then I'm going to roll super hard for her. But yeah, no, I've been now, hitting that. Do you just call them waifus because they're pretty or do you act, are they actually wife material? I have... Well, it, it depends because in the game there is one character that actually gets a bridal variant and... Like, I'm fortunate enough that she is also the girl that I want to waifu. Yeah, but these, these are all aesthetic things. Like, yes, anyone yeah. anyone wants to marry a hot woman, but what makes them wife material? That well, is a hard-hitting question we're hitting today. Being what the makes emperor, wife material? 
Well, being the emperor of Rome is a is pretty good. That's a tall order. That's a real fucking tall order. You'll never see your wife again. She'll be too busy in the politics. Now nah, she is uh, Nero Claudius, the emperor of Rome, given female form, and she is a cutie, and she is so do, she is my do, wife. Does fate always gender bend, like popular? Well, yes and figures? no, because there are. Like they don't do certain, it always, but they know what always. sells. Yeah, they don't do it always. They know what sells, and there are also multiple universes. So, like, if we take um, Artoria, for example, who's the poster girl for Fate, she's supposed to be based on King Arthur. But then you also have Arthur Proto, who's from, like, the prototype universe, who is the King Arthur we know. Prototype. When you start involving other universes, you know that shit is not right you know that someone's fucked up somewhere along the line and they've had to create an entirely new universe to fix it oh no this isn't that are you sure guarantee you because 100%. they have an alternate universe and it seems like they oh, need no, to these fix these shit. alternate universes exist solely to tell stories outside of the main canon like, there's an entire universe based around Star Wars that uses the same characters. It's, it's called Saber Wars, and it's filled with two characters, Mysterious Heroine X, who is uh, Artoria, but as Anakin Skywalker, and Mysterious Heroine X Alta, who is the evil Anakin Skywalker, and both of them fight each other. That's... Uh, you, you lost me. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking zany, and getting your head around it is, it's it's a pretty tall order. But all I mean, of like, the fate renditions all look, exist it's, separate it's from each other. It's pretty simple. It's just all shitty fan fiction with lots of money behind it. Pretty much, it is. It really is. Like like that's why I like the the process that Final Fantasy goes through because each game is its own um, self contained self contained story. That's why they can experiment with so much because each new game is a self-contained story. Like, you can have literally worlds end in, like, five of the games, but since it's that self-contained story, it's easy to follow. It isn't convoluted. That's pretty much what Fate is. But then, I believe they've tied Final Fantasy X and VII together to a degree because of Machina and Magitech. I can't hmm. remember. There was, there was. They tied those two games together somehow. All right. So imagine all of the uh, Final Fantasy games, but all of them inside a single game, and you just opt into which one you ever want to play, and that's pretty much the Fate series, because every every rendition of Fate is a different is a different self contained story. So uh, let's see. Like on Netflix right now, there is Fate Apocrypha, and Fate Apocrypha is its own contained story that exists on like if a bunch of what ifs in other stories happened so it doesn't impact the main canon and it doesn't create and it doesn't sort of interfere with other canons it just exists by itself okay yeah so that's it and in fate grand order there are what they have is they have singularities which is just self-contained stories that you as the character enter into and you bring along all of your servants to um to fix the singularity before it, you know, destroys the world or some shit like that. Destroys all the worlds or just the one they're in? 
uh, destroys this... It, it's got something to do with, like, this mechanism called Chaldea and how it regulates reality. Uh, it's, that it's, just straight up lost me again. I straight <laughs> up were, lost myself. It was a ballpark and you were in, and then you decide to fucking knock down the fence, shit on the fence, and then tell me that I liked it. <laughs> Pretty much. You don't really want... You know, It's not about asking what you're doing there. It's, it's the journey that you're having in there. Like, the writing for Fate Grand Order was pretty iffy until we hit about uh, the Camelot campaign. And that writing got really good because it introduced, like, all of the Knights of the Round Table for you to go up against. And that was pretty fucking cool. Jeez. So, you've been playing the Fate uh, event. What else? Um... Oh, I have finally called it quits on um, AFK Arena. Uninstalled and kicked it the fuck away because I am done with that heap of shit. Fucking, what do you mean I have to sign in? If consec- I can't miss... I, I can't not sign in for three days and then it just randomly gives my clan to someone fucking else randomly inside the clan? It's like, fuck off. Yeah, that is such a stupid method, I believe. Like... I can understand they want you to log in to keep your clan active, but to go, oh, no, nah, we'll just give it to someone else. Yeah. Like, fucking what? What dictates, like, who gets it? It's so fucking dumb. I don't know why that system exists or who put it in there. And, like, if you log in, can you get that back? No. Then fucking... So oh, I've, I've quit on that fucking game entirely I, di- I didn't spend any money on it it's not my policy to spend money on gotchas out- outside of fgo because like i pick one that's the one i spend money on and then all the others i free to play so i'm f- that's the one i was free to playing and i quit on that shit because i'm fucking done with it so, so afk I- arena is out the fucking door it's uh-huh, a fucking afd yeah OFD. fucking dumpster fire game <laughs> so that's been your week that's been my week. Jaden, how about your week? How's that going? Yeah, all right. I haven't really done a great deal. I've been playing Pathfinder Kingmaker, which is a fairly accurate representation of the Pathfinder tabletop roleplay game as a computer game, as long as you actually take... There's a certain turn-based mod that changes it from what it was to turn-based because it is it is more of a a constant thing so it changes it to sort of like the divinity original sin yes thing so what was it before what was it before the turn-based system Uh, i was simply oh what's it called is it like a lot is like real time yeah, yeah, but, it was a real-time, um, game. You could pause it, you could pause it and, um... Do commands? Do commands and so, stuff like that, but it was a real-time game, and it changes it. But it was weird, because they, they'd had it, they'd made it a real-time game, mm. but they'd also used all the Pathfinder systems, so it still worked in rounds and... Okay. 
Yeah, I don't know. Was... So basically, you, you you do your inputs and then you let that carry out, and then it's like round two of the attacks. Sort yeah, of like, um, it, it's hard. It's Dragon hard to Age. explain. It it's not it. It kept the round system of Pathfinder, but it didn't pause the game or kind of work in rounds in the life. It's it's hard for me to explain. But short version, get the turn-based mod if you want to actually play it like the the tabletop. Okay. Which I did. So that's on Steam, yeah? Yes, yes it is. What is it? What is it called again? Pathfinder Kingmaker. Because I have... I think. And... Oh, Kingmaker. Okay. Oh, oh, shit. It's like 60 bucks. Other than that, I've just been out at... <clears throat> it's definitely got the isometric look and feel like... Yeah, it, it kind of plays similar to Divinity with the turn-based mod, except it actually follows the tabletop system rather than making its own. That's what I was thinking of. Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate has the sort of uh, same system in which it's a real-time action system, but it calls, like, you know, like, rolls in a sense of, like, your chances to hit, etc., etc. It's a lot lot more in-depth. Like, I touched base on uh, Baldur's Gate when I was having a play of it, and I really need to relearn some stuff before I get back into it because... There's so much stuff I'm just not understanding and sort of just going, okay, I can't really play until I understand these concepts and how these concepts work. Because, like, they have armor mechanics and shit like that, which is nothing I've really dealt with because I've touched, uh, probably done, like, one session of a D&D thing. Not one session, but one campaign. And even then, that felt a bit because of our quote-unquote Dungeon Masters would just make stuff up on the fly without any planning. Uh, that's like... You do need to do that to some extent anyway. Mm. Oh, no, they can make stuff up, but, like, usually, like, at the end of the session, they'll come up and go, okay, I want this to happen or I want this sort of campaign to happen. They, don't, they, don't, they do not think past, like, what they've set out. So it's like, um, okay, there's three of these enemies here, by the way. And it's like, okay, cool. And once that's done, it goes, ah, uh, I guess this happens, and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, okay, it was a fucking terrible campaign. All right. I know is I got a fish stuffed up my ass. Okay. That's it. That was the end of it. And then no one ever went back. So, yes, that's uh, my experience with TNT. So, yeah, Pathfinder, right. Kingmaker. That was a experience. Pathfinder Kickmaker Enhanced Edition on Steam, selling for fifty-seven dollars Australian. That's a weird discount for the Imperial Edition. Has minus eight percent. Eight. I mean, like the same thing with the uh, Devolver Digital sale with the uh, bootleg games. It was yeah, but that's 1%. Devolver Digital though. Yeah, that's you Devolver Digital. That. So, was that your week? Basically, I also went to a mate's place who, funnily enough, is also my DM in one of my games. Mm. Uh, and we started doing some work. He's pretty good with po- uh, props and doing paper crafty stuff. I'm setting up to go to the Madman Anime Festival in two months. So I'm doing a cosplay of Amon from Legend of Korra. Amon? Fucking Legend of Korra. That's something he's, I haven't seen in a very yeah. long time. Bad guy from the first season. 
with the funky mask. The funky mask. Also, the man who uh, murder suicided as well. No, murder that suicided? wasn't him, Alex. Yep. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. That was his brother, dipshit. And he was also on the boat. Yeah, but it wasn't him that did it. There's an important distinction there. Ah, but he knew about it and took part in it. I'm so out of the loop on this one, but I feel this is a heated debate. <laughs> no, Alex is just an idiot. There's no debate. No. Did, did, Amon, did Amon die on the boat with his brother? I'm sorry, that's not what you said, Alex. And? You said he was, he was involved suicide. in a murder-suicide. No, yes. no, you didn't say he was involved. You said he did you said it. Mur- you said he murdered suicide. Yeah, but I can sort of understand. So, like, it's either he got murdered or he killed himself. Someone was murdered, someone killed himself. Yeah, he and, yeah, so he was murdered and his brother committed suicide. Sounds like a shit deal, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, it was a pretty shit deal, because they could have actually made an interesting returning villain. Instead... Probably wasn't making enough money. Who who was the main villain of the second season? Tarlock. Tarlock. Fuck. Oh, man. What a Um, boring-ass fucking villain. But it's more that they hadn't... um... When that show started, I believe they only ever planned for it to be a single book, and then it got big, and they got kind of funding or a deal to continue it into the full four-book series okay. that it became. But that's why they tried to tie everything up. Oh man, because oh, <laughs> it wasn't he was didn't plan to go to ahead. It was more of like a its own story, and it's like, oh wait, no, they want this to keep going. Exactly. Oh, man, it, it only got progressively worse. Like, holy shit, did it get progressively worse. Really? Oh, yeah, no, like, the Tarlock villain that we just mentioned, like, he's so fucking forgettable, because that entire book there was just him trying to do something with the spirit world and become the evil avatar. Wait, there's an actual evil avatar? I thought it was just, like, an avatar. Yeah, no, like apparently the avatar, avatar is just someone who is blessed with the ultimate good guy spirit, which he, which sealed away <laughs> the ultimate bad guy spirit, and See, this, this dude is here goes Alex's into the spirit argument world. falls to fucking pieces, because they no, did I'm... actually... Because I'm 90% sure they did actually put some of that backstory in Aang. No, they Pretty didn't. Pretty sure they'd already seeded that. No, they didn't. Well, if I'm wrong, 100%, then I'm wrong. But... 100%. They just started pulling shit out their ass. They're like, this is the spirit world where there is uh, two trees at the, at the North Pole and one of the trees contains the super evil bad guy spirit thing that's like a giant red fucking kite and this Tarlock guy enters into the spirit world <laughs> and obta- frees the fucking red kite, becomes possessed by it, and then goes back into the real world to, no shit, power ranger up. And I'm, and I mean, I mean, don't, like, not like a physical power ranger. You know how all the villains in the power rangers, when they're defeated, they turn to their, like, fucking 40 foot tall forms? Oh, yeah, yeah. That. But as, like, a giant. Kaijued. 
Yeah, as a giant red fucking kaiju thing. Korra comes back with the blue spirit, does the exact same thing, and then the two of them kamehameha to decide a winner. I'm not going to argue with Alex. It takes too much effort and I can't be fucked. I disagree with him, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. D- disagree all you want. I, I, I know nothing the about the series, so I'm taking Alex's word with a grain of salt. D- disagree all you want. That's the ending of the second season. I will have to look into this. I'm pretty sure if Alex is wrong, someone's going to blast him. Mm, I but- guarantee you I'm not wrong. Because I, I remember that dumpster fire vividly. Yes, but at the same time, you've also said no, that... No. Uh, Alex he- Alex is right in a general sense. He's just got something against it. So he's trying to word it I don't as have something as possible. Against, I don't have You're wording that badly. I'm wording it literally. Like, you can take that however you want. If you think two giant fucking blue and red people kamehameha themselves into submission is your fucking deal, then go for it. I'm just telling you, that's what it is. He's got a PhD and telling it like it is. Yeah, PhD. Alright. Well, to settle this lover's quarrel, I'll talk about my week. And my week is going to involve two things and a very loud PSA. A very loud, indeed, public service announcement against Square Enix because holy shit do they know they do not know how to run accounts here we go so let me start off with what i've been playing literally only two things and that is final fantasy 14 and warframe i've been playing those two things because playing those two games i literally do not have time for anything else mm-hmm. like i am already got the companion apps for both Warframe and Final Fantasy XIV. So I'm just constantly checking that, constantly building Warframes, constantly leveling up in Final Fantasy XIV. Those two games, I can even play those two games at the same time if I will it. Because I'll have Final Fantasy on the right screen, Warframe on the left screen. When nothing's happening in Warframe, I move to Final Fantasy and vice versa. So that has been my... entire week but it all starts off with a story of the the most accidental purchase and uh that is how i accidentally bought final fantasy 14 and it all started with a domino's pizza deal it all started it started and ended with that there wasn't much more to it it started off with a coupon so for every uh, for those who don't know, every Final Fantasy XIV DLC release, uh, Domino's in Australia have been doing deals in which you can get Final Fantasy XIV plus like all the DLCs <clears throat> up to date, uh, plus pizzas, garlic bread, and all that sort of shit. So I'm like, I've been meaning to get into Final Fantasy XIV. Like I've talked about in the podcast that I, I need to, I'm eventually going to get into Final Fantasy XIV whether I like it or not. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. a huge MMORPG fan, but when I played the free trial a long time ago on Steam, I enjoyed it. Keep that in mind. The free trial on Steam. Mm-hmm. So, keep that in the back of your head. So, 
when I played the trial, I enjoyed it. And it, it seemed to be the only MMORPG that I enjoyed. I've played World of Warcraft, I've played Rift, I've played oh, like a whole bunch of different ones. But they did not... I don't, I don't know what it is about them, but I just did not like them. But Final Fantasy stuck with me. So I'm like, alright. Plus, I'm a massive Final Fantasy nerd, so I was going to have to play it eventually. And the reviews are like glowing from what I've seen. Everyone's loving the new DLC plus Final Fantasy XIV in general. Final Fantasy Square Enix did do a good job. I will give them credit for that. Because they did a good job on when <coughs> Final Fantasy XIV first released. Apparently, it was one of the most trashiest releases of a game in, I would say, Square Enix history. It is so bad that they literally decided to go, you know what, we're taking the game back, we're going to go back to the drawing board, and we're going to fix this. So they had Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, which is them basically going, alright, we know we fucked up so bad that it almost destroyed the Final Fantasy name, we need to make this good, otherwise no one's going to you know, put money or buy another Final Fantasy game ever again. So they did Realm Born, and that kicked off. That that everyone that I know that's played Final Fantasy loves that stuff. So that's good for that's good on Square Enix's part. So I was looking into this pizza deal, and I'm like, huh, how can I get it cheaper? Because it was fifty dollars, fifty two or fifty four dollars pickup. And I literally have a Domino's just down the road from me, so I don't mind picking it up. But I'm like, how can I get a coupon to get this deal cheaper? Now, I found a whole bunch of coupons, but when I inserted them at the beginning of the order, they weren't applying, but they were... So, like, the coupon would be applied, but nothing had happened. So I googled it around, and people said, put the coupon at the end, because there was a voucher code you could put in at the end of the order before you confirm. Cool. So, uh, to get to the end of the order, I needed to pay for the meal. But like, I don't want to pay for the meal, but I want to put in like some information to see if I can get past it. So I put in uh, my savings bank account, which had like $10 in it at the time. And so, if it did go through then it would apply the coupon, but not actually finalize the purchase. And uh, so I, I clicked apply coupon, and I agreed with the screen saying, your order will be ready in 30 minutes. And I'm just like, oh shit, that shouldn't have gone through. Why has that gone through? Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. So no money's been taken from my account. For, for the entire night and the entire morning. And I was in there going, what, are they going to take the money? Like, what the fuck's going on? Where did the money come from? Where's the money going? So I, wa- I walked up to the fucking pizza place, said, hey, are these paid for? Yep, Chris, yep, cool, yeah, I'll take that. And then walk out and enjoyed my shitty pizzas while Square Enix and Domino's mailed me the code on the emailed me the code. So that's that. 
I oh, had thanks, the code. Thanks for blowing our Domino's sponsorship right there. Fucking. Yeah, of course. Domino's are going to be the ones sponsoring us. If anything, we're going to get, if any sponsor, it's going to be Dollar Shave Club or Audible. Because they sponsor everything. True. Or men's hair. Regrowth. But besides the point. I don't think Ashley and Martin gives two shit about video games. So, since I already have a Square Enix account, I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just log into my account, uh, activate the code, yada, yada, yada. Cool. So, first of all, Square Enix have a code, a CD code, or serial code, to get to your serial code. So, they sent me a serial code in which I had to insert it on my account on their website to get another serial code which I'm like okay that's retarded but okay fair enough and I put the serial code into the game launcher and then the game launcher's like please go to this website to finalize your account cool go to the website and it's like do you want to upgrade your well I click on it and it says hey look you have a character for when you did the Steam free trial. Do you want to upgrade your Steam version? I'm like, well, this CD key is not for Steam. It's for Windows. It's their own proprietary stuff. So, yeah, I will i can't use Steam because it's not a Steam code. I'll insert it here and not worry about the character. Insert the code and it's like, you can't use this code. This is not a Steam code. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's not a Steam code. I don't want to use Steam. I want to use the the fucking program that I got the key for. <coughs> yeah, but it's not Steam. I'm like, no, I don't fucking care about Steam. So it's like, okay, no, you have to use Steam. You have to use a Steam code. Because remember that free trial you tried back years ago? That frame trial you used on Steam now locks your account to Steam. Meaning, any other code you input on the Square Enix account has to be Steam codes. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Because I used a free trial fucking back whoop whoop that I cannot use my current key now to get the complete edition because... I have to use a Steam key because you say I have to because I use Steam once upon a time. Yes. Well, fuck. So I'm like, all right. I'm going to use the Square Enix live chat to get this shit sorted out immediately. And it's like, it, live chat opens at 9 o'clock PSD or PDS or some shit like that. Some you know Pacific time, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I check the time zone. It's like it's 10 o'clock in the morning, which is an hour after it. Cool. Click on it. Chat's closed. What do you mean chat's closed? Chat hasn't opened yet. It's not It's not opening hours. The, the fuck it isn't opening hours. It's a whole hour past the opening hours. Fine. I will send them emails while constantly trying to log into the live chat to get a direct response. So I'm saying, hey, look, the Final Fantasy 14 key I've got will not let me use this key because of Steam. 
So the next day I get an email saying, hey, look, you received your thing. And uh, yeah, we'll get back to you sometime soon. I'm like, fucking really? I just want to play Final Fantasy 14. I'm sitting here fucking ankle deep in pizza, garlic bread and fucking tears because the amount of stress that Square Enix is putting me through. Like, I just want to play Final Fantasy 14 because you have this stupid fucking system in place which if you use anything on Steam, that account is now locked to Steam. You cannot use any other key regardless of how you intend to use that key. It has to be Steam or it's nothing at all. I'm like, fuck. So then a day later, I got an email back saying, hey, look, yeah, because my original response was, I'll just create another account and use the key there. Cool. Create another account. Sorry, you can't use this key. It's already on, it's already been used on another account. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That CD key is now locked to that account that I can't use it because it's not a Steam key. Yep. Fuck off with this shit, Square Enix. You, you're fucking shitting me the tears right now. So I get an email back saying, yeah, so uh, we can't transfer your account from Steam to Windows. That's just not how we work. But what we can do is delete that account and then release the key because the key hasn't been activated. It's just been tied to the account. Cool. And it's like, all right, back up all your cloud saves for Final Fantasy seven, eight, et cetera, et cetera, locally. And then we'll delete the account, give you your CD key so you can create a new account and then just reload all your cloud saves and basically have a new account. So I did all that and eventually it started working. So after three pizzas, two days and a fucking partridge in a pear tree, I am able to play Final Fantasy fourteen. Well, I mean, you got there in the end. I got there at the end, but holy shit, was it an aggressive <clears throat> adventure because... The one thing that I just seriously do not understand is that if you use a free trial on Steam with your Square Enix account, that account is now locked to Steam. You don't have to activate anything, like any CD keys or games through Steam. You ha you can just play the free trial of a game and then that account is locked to Steam. And nowhere ever like I had to dig in fucking forums to find people go yeah this is pretty stupid don't know why Square Enix does it though not a lot of people talk about it either I'm like this seems like like I highly doubt uh well I can kind of see people who play it through Steam would buy it through Steam but, like, if you found a key somewhere cheaper and bought that, why is this issue not being talked about as often as I thought it would have been? Because I said I had to go digging to find out, like, yeah, once you use anything on Steam through Square Enix, uh, that account is now locked to Steam. It's a stupid thing, and it even gets down to region-specific. So if you use it in a specific region, you cannot change regions, etc., etc. So I'm like, fuck. But eventually... 
got the game running and now I'm playing Final Fantasy 14 and I'm enjoying it. It's actually kind of fun. I, well, it's actually really fun. Uh, everything looks really nice. Quests seem pretty fun. Since I'm beginning, I'm having trouble finding a, like other players to do quests with because there are party-specific quests that need to be done. And since my character's a tank, like that role is filled. But right now when you begin, you pretty much... The roles need to be filled as a tank, healer, and two DPS. And that's about it. That's for your starting parties. So as a tank, pretty fucking simple. I have abilities that draw aggro, and I have abilities that can take damage, pretty much. With obviously some attacking abilities, otherwise I won't be able to get through the fucking starting game. But yeah, that's real fun. The other game that I've been spending a goddamn large amount of time in is Warframe. And I have only just gotten to the ability or gotten the money to dress up my dolls. <laughs> I can now, my, my, I have two Warframes right now. The Warframe that I started with back uh, when Warframe was still like not completed on Steam, uh, Loki. So I started, I opened my account as Loki. Turns out Loki is one of the free starter Pokemon. I mean, fucking free starter, <laughs> free starter uh, Warframes when they first had Warframe out on Steam. And this is back when it was like four Warframes. So it was like free starters that you can choose one from, plus like an extra you can get. And it was like, I believe it was one or two planets with only a few missions on there. That's when I first played it with some friends and I just hadn't touched it since. And now seeing that um, the Railjack stuff that they're going to implement, which is basically space flight, flying around in ships and cool shit like that, I'm like, I might, might, I, I kind of want to get into it before that happens, but I just don't have that sort of motivation to get into it yet. And then I see this year's Tenocon where Rebecca Ford comes out in like the most nonchalant Dio cosplay. And I'm like, sold. Sign me the fuck up. I want in. And I keep seeing everywhere this Rebecca Ford being massively obsessed with JoJo. And I'm like, that is a developer I can get behind. She also called the um the Railjack itself the SS, the SS JoJo. JoJo. Yeah. So that was a good one. Plus like, oh, that, I'm pretty sure it was, was it fan art of someone who did a uh, JoJo of Rebecca and the Black Lotus. Yes. That looks so fucking Well, not good. the Black Lotus, just the Lotus or, or the Space Lotus. Mom. Space Mom, yes. And uh, I was showing Alex that that design of Rebecca Ford in the in the uh, JoJo art. That she is, has as her DP on Twitter. Well, she has as a DP on Twitter uh, is the exact, not exact, but looks incredibly identical to a character that they're sort of alluding to in Jojo, which is in Jojo part four, um, Joseph and Josuke find an invisible baby, invisible baby head to toe. Uh, and I think there's been like one panel released of what that invisible baby grows up to be plus her stand. And that character, the grown-up invisible baby chick, 
looks almost identical to Rebecca Ford's uh, DP picture of her as a Jojo character. Now, Alex was saying, like, maybe it's, you know, the inspiration or maybe that's what she's referencing. It's like, there's no way someone who's just got into Jojo would know exactly what that is. It is literally like one page panel of this girl. And it's like, that is too niche and too hard to even stumble upon for her to be referencing that. It's just incredibly coincidental that they look the same. And I find that amazing. So I've signed up to Warframe. Uh, been playing with Alex and playing with Briar and playing with Josh. And I've gone from having Loki to now having, what was it, Rhino... Wukong Prime, Zephyr Prime, and Excalibur. So, now that I can dress up my dolls, I have dressed up Rhino as Ever Unit 1 from Neon Genesis, and Excalibur as Ever Unit 2 from Neon Genesis. And that's how they're going to stay, and they're going to be pretty, and I love them. They're my fucking... They're my babies now. So, I've been getting hard into Warframe farming... Uh, getting through the story because there's so much shit limited until you like complete the story but yes having great fun with both of those games that is uh the two games i've been playing but on the same note as neon genesis i was also able to see the first 10 minutes of the neon genesis 1.0 plus 3.0 movie which is fairly interesting as I have no idea what the fucking, I have no idea what it's like. So it's starting off as they're in Paris. There's something happening with Paris where like everything's covered in red. I think it's got something to do with like fourth impact, but they're in Paris and I believe they've called it ever unit eight. But Ever Unit 8 is also in Paris. Uh, there's an angel attack as well as what I think to be man-made machines attacking. It's it's kind of weird. But there is some cool like effects in there. Like they help they use literal battleships as a defense, like a barrier between them and the enemy. When the enemy attack, they just line up all the battleships. Yeah. Battleships are, like, hanging by something. So the battleships are not in the water. They're hanging around the MacGuffin. And then when the enemy uses their attack to attack the MacGuffin, they line up all the battleships to take the damage so the MacGuffin doesn't. And the way it's done looks really fucking cool, but also makes me very curious as to what the fuck is actually going on. Because the new girl, I can't remember her name, but the new girl is in Ever Unit 8, which she's literally driving like a car. So, like, usually they have in the um, in the cockpit, like, uh, handles by the side and then feet things, which they use to pilot the Ever. So she can still able to use her feet um, pedals, but instead of using the hand, uh, the hand grips... She's using a steering wheel to drive this machine. 
and it looks fucking weird but it looks really cool i i'm not saying like, i'm excited to see this film that you're being interested. like a, i am interested to see this film because um after 3.0 it's like oh like the entire rebuild series is a bit weird in degrees from which like they've changed characters so not like they have like there's a new character there the existing character has a different personality so like ray Army, she's meant to be like a like a very emotionless um it's like a drone almost she's meant to be like very droney but in the rebuild she's like very happy she's making shinji lunches and shit like that and she's defending herself and etc etc it's that's not ray that's not the ray i know but like it feels like like i saw um someone do a sort of breakdown about the comparison between uh the rebuild series and the original series how they their interpretation of the original series is meant to show that uh escaping from realism like from the reality is a bad thing it's not good for our mental health and it's not good to solve problems and that they interpret the rebuild series as what the result is escaping um reality like escaping the reality and going off to making your own happy land place that's why like ray is more waifu now because she's making shinji lunches she's caring for herself she's caring about people and the the reality would be of her she is a drone she is literally a clone or sort of offshoot clone of shinji's mother sort of thing where the escaping from that reality is okay no she's acting more waifu she's cooking lunches she's she's defending herself she's being protective of shinji shit like that and that i think is a pretty good interpretation of the rebuild series because it's just so it's fan servicey that's what i i think of the uh rebuild series it's very fan servicey but that's just my interpretation right so yes that has well, been my week consumed by uh, neon genesis warframe and final fantasy 14 i just discovered something oh no yes well apparently fate grand order had a crossover with gundam i'm not surprised because i'm pretty sure a gundam gutcha game just came out as well yeah but like fucking hell i found the trailer for it it goes for 16 seconds and um it has obviously like the main poster boy gundam in it Mm. and the main poster boy gundam villain in it and it's just it's got um both of the mysterious heroine x's and i'm like hey i'm pretty pumped for this well if you think fucking final fantasy's had crossovers with near automata and katie perry (laughs) <laughs> do i see katie pair in your game no, i don't fucking again, think so what's this what are we doing again what are we doing again the katie perry argument there was no, not no an argument. argument i'm just pointing it out 
Yeah, you we can't had a crossover argue a fact. of Katy Perry. So like, Fucking Katy Perry's in Final Fantasy. Yeah, she's a seven star. That's Max. Max she's star. fucking terrible. Super rare. Fucking terrible. T- it was ever a since the event, six. ever since the event finished, you see fucking no Katy Perry's anymore. Yeah, pretty much. That 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 sounds exactly like event specific uh, characters. As soon as the event is over, they just disappear. Because you get like, I'm pretty sure you got some bonus for having Katy Perry in your party when you do the fucking raid event. But yeah, yeah, you get bonus material drops uh, if you have the uh, featured servants in your party uh, for Fate Grand Order. So like, it's it's how they do it. It's how they sucker you in to buying these servants or rolling the gacha. No, they gave it to you free. Like Katy, oh, yeah, well literally just gave it to no not, not welfare you complete the quest you got Katy perry for free yeah that's what a welfare is no welfare is for borrowing our welfare no, no, carries no, no. you borrow them you don't keep them no no that's that's how welfare works sh- they give you sh- this no, shit for free no the gi- welfare in final fantasy is you're borrowing this is just straight out fucking keep it i don't like it Huh. But oh well, Katy Perry's a shit fucking summon, and I've already yep. gone apart that in a podcast before. And uh, there we go. We've also shot that Katy Perry sponsorship in the foot. Because oh, fucking Katy Perry's got a fucking ear to the ground waiting for SV Cheats episode 7 to come out. You don't like, know. Yeah, I do know. She doesn't even know Final Fantasy. She, the interview they had with her was fucking horrendous. It's like, what do you think of the game? Oh, I think it's pretty. Oh yeah, but uh, pretty. So yes, is that uh, is that all our weeks done? Pretty much, I believe. All so. right, uh, let's jump right into the, the into the noose. Right into the, the noose. The news or the noose? The noose. Ooh. And which? Uh, it's not us this time. It's someone else. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I smell G two A. You can smell what the stolen keys are cooking can you yeah i can smell what the russian hackers are cooking so everyone's so this story everyone's been talking about basically g2a and the whole stolen keys thing Uh, a couple of developers came out saying hey look if you're going to fucking get our games through gta don't just pirate it we'd rather you pirate it rather than going through gta because it costs them money uh g2a has come out against all of that with the most fucking weirdest fuck I, I i have no idea how it did not go over well in their heads um but they have an excuse and it's such a grand excuse so g2a starts sending out emails to a whole bunch of websites with uh a letter which i'll read now My name is Adrian, and I represent a global digital marketplace (coughs) called G2A.com. Our company is one of the biggest and most popular trading platforms in the world. It is a place where buyers and sellers of games and other digital and physical goods meet to make transactions. I am contacting you because I think your website matches our interest perfectly, and we would like to find out more about publishing and advertising opportunities that you can offer. Sounds pretty straightforward. Mm Mm-hmm. Then it starts going downhill. At the moment, we are trying to improve our brand awareness and public image, especially among the indie and smaller game developers. 
Unfortunately, a majority of public does not understand either our business model or how we try to make sure our customers can safely purchase digital goods. We want to make sure people understand we do everything we can to support the gaming community and we introduce every possible method to assure every side is satisfied. And then there's a cliff face in which they fall off. This is the cliff face that fucking fell off face first. We have written an unbiased article about how selling stolen keys on gaming marketplaces is pretty much impossible. You fucking <laughs> and, what? And, 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 and we want you to publish it on your website without being marked as sponsored or marked as associated with G2A. You fucking what? It is a transparent and just review of the problem of stolen key reselling. Below, I have attached an excerpt of the article. If you want the full article, just let me know. So, they said, hey, look, we want to fucking put some sponsored content on your website. But the sponsored content is an unbiased article about how selling stolen keys on gaming marketplaces isn't possible. And we don't want you to mark that it was <laughs> sponsored by us. We don't want you to say it was from G2A. We don't want our names anywhere near it. But we want you to put this transparent and just <laughs> review about how selling stolen keys on gaming marketplaces is pretty much impossible. So transparent that you can't even see our name. <laughs> we want our name to be 100% transparent. <laughs> So yes, they sent this out to what they quote nine people, but seems to be there's been more. Uh, if you're interested in publishing the article, please provide me with the pricing and details about your options for such content publication. To which, so this is coming from a guy called Thomas Fast at GamesCon.com. Uh, his handle is at some indie games. So he's basically and gone, if you want us to pop publish this, what are you offering in return? Yeah. So he's, he's basically saying, hey, do, name your price and we'll put it on your website. So uh, G2A have come out replying to him saying, these emails were sent by an employee without authorization for which we apologize to at some indie games and the nine exclamation point other media outlets he sent this proposal to. He will face strict consequences as this is absolutely unacceptable. So, uh, that is not, um, sketchy the, at all. That, no, that's not the, uh, hold up. I need to find cause there's some quotes in the article which is straight up like, how the fuck? So, uh, Kotaku has posted some like cliff notes about the article that they wrote. Uh, da da da, public games. So, they said a work of it in the. So, this is, this is after they come out saying, hey, look, if you can prove that stolen keys was your stolen keys were sold or. You, keys that were stolen for your game were sold on our website will pay back tenfold to which apparently the guy asking about it um pretty much asked them say hey look we've got fucking this this and this 
uh, here's your evidence. And they're like, oh, sorry, uh, T's and C's apply <laughs> and you don't qualify. Are uh, bad. <laughs> so, yeah, they say, hey, we'll pay back anyone tenfold of the money you lost. And then when people came back with them saying, hey, look, um, where the fuck is it? And they're just like, nah. Sorry, um, we can't do that. Where's the T's and C's? Uh, so here's the TLDR of the whole thing. Oh, wait. I don't mm-hmm. want that. Oh, that's the email I'm guessing they sent. Uh, G2A is a marketplace all about making prices for games as low as possible. Business model, yada, yada, yada. So basically... The guy had a look for it and he sent back evidence of the chargebacks and they're like, nah, nah, that ain't right. Nah, that's not going to work. Bye. So there's that. Um, Where is the documentation? So here. Uh, Okay, so here's what's some cliff notes of the actual article that they said. This is from G2A, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh, with some luck, you can probably sell one or two, even 10 keys on G2A without triggering any other security measures. All you need is to provide to make an account is your phone number and a social media account. The problem is that only mostly reads with written G2A is in collecting your money. To do that, you've got to provide your bank account info, which will apparently make you an easy target for the police. And here's the fucking gem, the fucking gem of a quote that they said. It's like walking into a police station and pointing a gun at the officers. There. Okay, you got in, but will you get out there alive? I'm sorry, can can you repeat that? It's like walking into a police station and pointing a gun at the officers. There. Okay, you got in, but will you get out alive? And that is their argument for selling soul and keys on the marketplace. At any point in time, you describe anyone as walking into a police station and pulling a gun on the officers. You're fucked up. No, that's that's that is their comparison to it's like selling stolen keys is pretty much walking to police station waving a gun that's how they right. say selling stolen keys is pretty much impossible impossible but that's bullshit, that's bullshit. it it it, you, it can't happen you may sell one or two keys here but that's it and then like you see developers with evidence of like i saw a couple of pictures of like evidence of the amount of chargebacks that fucking people have, like, it's like an Excel sheet of all the chargebacks and shit like that. Including, like, some Steam stats about the chargebacks. And it's like, yeah, how can you explain this shit? Nah, that, that's not, that's not right. That's not chargebacks. Uh, sorry, no money for you. <sighs> so... This whole thing is just this is this is mind-boggling. This is either one or two things. One, G2A actually thought that this would work and that their reputation would be at least 
a little bit better with the public because they'll have fucking shills for them saying, nah, G2A is good. What are you talking about? What are you on about? G2A, I fucking buy my keys from there all the time. Or someone from the inside is an actual fucking employee who knew that this would create a shitstorm and wanted to bring G2A down for it. <laughs> the disgruntled employee strikes again. Like... If this is the work of that disgruntled employee, he's probably done the best job at anyone there in ruining G2A's reputation. Now, I don't believe that this is a disgruntled employee because there is too much work in this. There is a whole article been written. There is, like, this information has been pointed out like been forwarded to like so many other like publishers and people that that seems like too much work for one person to do unnoticed like i said the article was written sent by a comp a g2a company email to which obviously they need to account for and it got out to they say nine publications or so, but there's no way to confirm it was more or less. Um, to confirm that, you know, it as I said, it just seems like too much work for one person to do without getting caught before everything went down. That's why I think G2A actually were fucking dumb enough to do this. To go, hey, look, we are willing to pay you a... Just name your price, but put this article about how selling stolen keys is impossible without our name tied to it. Because remember, this is transparent and a just article. And uh, we'll, we'll pay you. Just fucking write a number down. We'll do it. Because G2A is... like G2A has never been more on the shit than it has right now. I mean, obviously, G2A's stolen key shit comes out all the time, especially when... Like, so they're saying... All right. They are saying that selling stolen keys is practically impossible. Yet, when confronted about this a couple of years ago, they said they did not care that stolen keys were being sold on their website. Well, that's come back to bite them in the ass. That's why G2A is, like, the number one fucking uh, butt of this whole situation because they came out, acknowledged that this shit was happening, and said, we're not going to do anything about it. And the other the problem is just the fact that it is a grey... Um... So like, it's not so much... So what G2A does... Is it's a, it's a gray, it's a gray market. It's, yeah. it's you sell by third parties and they can't have any quality control over where they got their keys from. Not just that, but they buy the keys from third parties and then sell it themselves. Mm. So G2A are buying these keys knowing that they have been stolen and then selling them. So like, And that's why like these websites have... Like G2A and shit like that have like, hey, look... Here is this known seller. Like, you can have community-sold shit, but then they have, like, actual redistributors 
who buy the keys from the developers and then sell them at competitive prices. Because if you buy, obviously you buy keys in bulk, you get them at a discount. Mm. And if you buy them straight from the developer, the developer is more than happy to lower the price a bit because they're getting 100% of the money. Yeah, they're getting, they're getting a lot of the money coming towards them. So, uh, as I said, it's just an absolute fucking mess for G2A right now. And it, it seems like they are just digging themselves deeper and deeper. Like, they have been the most vocal about the whole stolen key shit. About how it's, it's, it's statistically impossible, this shit and that, and yada, yada, yada. Basically saying that 1% of transactions are problematic in any way, which all end up as a conversion without, with our support team directly to the seller. So yeah, they they are really. It's like what is the thing? It's like it's like seeing someone just dance around in a fucking in public in a white dress in a muddy place, going, "This is look at us. We're doing the right thing. There's no way we're doing the wrong thing," and then everyone just laughing at them because they look like fucking idiots. And that mud is actually horseshit. It's horseshit. That was paid with stolen credit cards. Yep. The whole shit paid by stolen credit cards. Yep. And they are just relishing in it. So that's the, uh, that's the g They are quite literally, with that analogy, kicking up a stink. (laughs) (laughs) It's just in G2A kicking up a stink with their, with their heels of horse shit. (laughs) So that's great. Uh, second article... Nintendo Switch Lite, Australian specs, prices, and the release date. So, the Nintendo have come out and said, hey, look, we're making a purely handheld version of the Switch. Uh, The Joy-Cons are now a part of the complete package and cannot be separated from the screen, unlike with the original Switch, where you can just undock and dock it and take away the uh um the joy cons and use it in a separate controller so this is pretty much a slimmer wii u but uh without the uh without the big fucking power like wii u streams its content to the switch the switch are just producing it so that's basically the difference but uh it's been sold coming out in september i believe uh friday 20th september so it's coming out friday 20th september at 329 dollars and 99 cents australian um i'm pretty sure it's a uh, obviously cheaper over in the states and in europe uh specs it's still a 5.5 inch lcd with 720p resolution uh is that the screen resolution for the original Switch? I guess. I'm not too sure. I'll have a quick look because I'm pretty sure the switched... No way. I'm... No, no. I... Yeah. The docked version is 1080p. The handheld version is 720p. So that's not nothing changed there. Uh, it comes with 32 gigabytes of system memory with a Type-C USB with battery life between three to seven hours. So, uh, pretty much just a regular Switch, but undockable. 
So and that that creates issues with games that require the motion controls, games that require um so like obviously games in like for example Doom. Doom does not run well in handheld mode from what I've heard. It has to be played docked. So games like Doom are not going to run fantastic on the Nintendo Switch Lite. Uh, let's have a look at the Nintendo Switch specifications and we'll give them a quick comparison. Specs. Uh, specifications. So, let's pull it over here. So, the Nintendo <coughs> Switch Lite. Uh, da -da -da, 276. Wow, that, that's a fuck. Nintendo... That's a fucking stupid article. How dare you? Nintendo Switch versus the Xbox One. You guys want to fucking see how a Nintendo Switch fares up against the Xbox One? Why, not good. Why would we waste our time with that? Not, we already know the answer. Not good. It's, it's, it's not fucking... It's not up there. Alright, so I don't care about that. Give me the actual specifications. Because... Oh, wow, this is fucking... These guys... I'm going to give it out to Tech Radar. They went fucking way above, the, way above the Call of Duty. Six pages of specifications for the Nintendo Switch. That's okay, a but why, though? I don't know. Literally everything in-depth. Like, I clicked on a Wi-Fi. That had its own page of fucking text. All right, so yeah, native resolution is 720. Uh, size, okay. So diagonal size, it's a it's a bit smaller, a bit bigger in some spots. Oh fuck off, ad! Don't you dare, dare give me a fucking audio thing. Selenius don't care. I want to see like the processor. <coughs> wow, this fucking thing, shit. Okay. It gave me, it's just, hey, I want to find out what the processor is. It's NVIDIA. Oh, okay, fuck you. So, yeah, Nintendo Switch. Uh, do you see many people playing the Nintendo Switch Lite? Uh, I... In Australia? No. Only people who are exclusively using it. Only people who'd buy the Switch for the handhold portion, like exclusively. Because from what I hear, except Alex over here, Alex plays it in dock mode most of the time. I hear a lot of people only play their Switch when they're taking it on like public transport or taking it around. They rarely play the Switch in console, like dock the mode. The only game I play in um, handheld mode is uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee because it's easier to aim the Pokeball. Yeah, because it's got the uh, motion... Motion controls, The gyroscope yeah. stuff, yeah. Yeah, but, but other um, than that, I, I fucking... It's docked. It's it's docked right now. Ain't you, buddy? Oh, you're not playing it, are you? No. But, um... Yeah, so, like, I hear lots of people going on about, like, yeah, like, they take it with flights, they take it on the bus, they take it, they play it in bed for, a cut, like, an hour or so. Yeah, well, like, I've been... I've been getting pretty into Mortal Kombat 11, not playing it, but I really like watching it, and I've been watching the pro tournament. Uh, that was one of the things that was mentioned because it's on because Mortal Kombat 11 is on the Switch. It's on the Switch, yeah. Um, 
anyone who's doing flights up to tournaments or shit like that, they can spend the hours on the plane labbing shit. Yeah. And it is pretty important for that in that specific scenario. And I can assume the same thing would happen with um, Smash Bros. Ultimate. Like, it's something that you can just take with you to the tournament, practice on the way there, depending on, like, don't fucking drive and play Switch. Although, if you do that, I'm... I those those people don't shower. You think they're going to obey road safety rules? Uh, no, I think it was more of a point of don't do that. It's fucking stupid, and you're going to get yourself yeah. and other people killed. But that said, if you're somehow managing to drive and play Smash at the same time, that's kind of... You're multitasking pretty well. We don't approve, but... Yeah. But well, you, hang, you're going to go, you're gonna go places. Yeah. Skill, skill is recognized, but please follow road laws. And yes. drive safely. And don't drink and drive. Drive responsibly. Sponsored by the... Uh, no one. Yeah. No one. Yeah. Although, if sponsors, sponsors, uh, yeah. sponsors want to get on us, they, they can send us a savvy business email at ozdoesplay at hotmail.com. That is ozdoesplay at hotmail.com. And if anyone's listening and want to ask us questions and shit, just send us an email there as well. Pretty sure if you guys have any burning questions, we can answer them. Or if you've I'm got pretty- a topic for the podcast, we might take it under consideration. Oh, yes, which is... Uh, <laughs> we might take it under consideration. We won't, but well, we'll think about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, we'll, we'll see <laughs> we'll it. Think, we'll, so we're thinking we'll about, talk about it. considering. So, like, yeah, I might think about accepting that question, but that's as far as that goes. <laughs> send a shit. Hey, just send a shit. Yeah, just send as long a shit. As, as long as it's gaming-related, I'm fine with it. And we all know unless it's, it's only yeah, unless it, anything. Unless it's about the uh, dead or alive uh, softening gel, then uh, you guys can keep come, those questions. Come, come again? You guys don't know about the fucking how Sony removed this. I'm pretty sure Sony removed the softening gel from uh, dead or alive. What's that? Yeah. What? All right, now, now I have to fuck it. So, mm-hmm. Dead or Alive has an item called Softening Gel. So, Dead or Alive Softening Gel. Fuck, first result. Because last, last time uh, we, Jaden and I played Dead or Alive, yeah. it was with each other, and it was Jaden was over at my place. Dead or Alive Extreme Free. Scarlet's boob softening gel is removed from the PlayStation 4 version. Why? Because Sony is fucking cracking down on uh, the uh, the honey bun loving uh, boys out there. I said it before. I'll say it again. I am 23 right, fucking right, years no, here, here's a old. Fucking, if I here's, want titties. Here's a fucking thing for you. If we live in a day and age where technology is readily available to everyone, if you are masturbating to softcore titty gel porn from Dead or Alive 3, it's either, A, you do not have access to, like, a phone or a computer. Dude, there's a fucking... I bet you there's a web browser or a on Switch. the PlayStation 4. That, that, that argument was completely debunked because you said it was a DLC item. Was it? No. Is it? No. No. It's not. Well, then... you both morons. Did, well, if you don't have the internet, there's no way for you them to remove it, then. Well, no, you can't play the game unless you update it. And it, the thing is, it isn't removed from the game, like patched out. It just doesn't come with the Sony's version. 
censorship. 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 Yes. So yeah, boob softening gel was removed because PS4 is doing PlayStation is doing their family friendly shit. Fuck that family friendly but shit. Like, if you're jerking off to boob physics in a dead or alive game, it's either you do not have access to anything that can access a website. Or you'll just really, really love those boobs, into which then you can just go to a different website and type in, hey, Scarlet Dead or Alive Rule 34. I was about and to say, you just don't put Rule need, 34 on the end of anything. But at the same time, man, you're talking to people that are drinking Gamer Girl bath water. I'll say this once, and I'll say this again. Darwinism just isn't acting fast enough. We need Darwinism. We, Darwinism needs a speed Stupidity is just fucking evolving faster I mess- than I'm Darwinism can take over. Yeah, I am messaging the developers of life. Uh, I'm telling them right now that Darwinism needs a massive speed buff. <laughs> fucking, you're going to have to wait. <laughs> I don't know, man. We could all wait until those, like, four people who actually go to Storm Area 51 rock up. Oh, all right. If you are honestly planning on storming Area 51, I've got one word of advice for you. Good luck. No. Write a fucking will because Um, you will be shot fucking dead. Write a will, address it to SV Cheats here in Australia. Also, (laughs) uh, laughs in 5,000 rounds per minute. All right. So, all right. I'll I'll be serious here. Don't fucking do it. 100% don't do it. I have friends like, oh, but if the army kills them, the media's going to have a field day. Yeah, no shit the media's going to have a field day, but fucking, they are trespassing on a military base. They are going to get shot whether they like it or not. Also, it's an airfield, so it's safe to say they've got bombers there. I remember fucking one of my work friends was telling me, it's like, I saw this one picture about it, and it's just see these two fucking, like, armed security guards, and one was going, man... It sucks. I don't get to kill anything. And then you see, like, the horizon of bodies just come over. <laughs> His <laughs> eyes just, like, light up. <gasps> but, yeah. Dude. All right. So, one thing. Like, obviously, it's a Facebook event. So, you already know, like, only 2% of the people are going to rock up. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's just And it's the an way international event work. as well. Yeah. So it's only so, the 2% of American people are going to rock up because no one out here buying a fucking plane ticket to the Nevada desert for that shit. Just, man, if I wanted to buy, fucking spend a lot of money, get myself killed, I just, I would, I would spend it so much better ways. Like, for example, I would go into a fancy restaurant, eat the best meal I can, and then just fucking head first into the soup bowl. Like, not into the soup bowl, into the soup pot. Bam, done. Okay. Your soup now comes with extra Kenny. But, uh... <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It's, um... Don't fucking do it. You're... There is... <laughs> That's I'm all I can sure. say. Just don't fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, you will get shot. We're going on an official statement here. Please do not storm Area 51. You As will get shot. As a general consensus from Ozplays and SV Cheats, please... Do not storm a government military installation. Although I do want to see who actually rocks up. Yeah. Because, now, uh, th- I, like we said, we're not condoning it and we're not supporting it, but go nuts. 
because like every single time even like personal events i've set on facebook like it's like oh 30 people say they're going and it's like four rock up i'm like oh this was expected yeah now it's like um we had an event in adelaide i think like early last year which is um we're going to rundle mall to scream like goku and it's like i swear i think in like close to the hundreds and thousands eight people rocked up and did it dressed dressed in their fucking outfits and shit eight people rocked up they video recorded it everyone's like wow that looks fucking dumb when there's only eight people you just look like a bunch of weebs creating a disturbance they they were to, a bunch of fair, weebs that's, creating that's a not, public disturbance that's exactly look like what it was but yeah, so like, I have no idea how this this shit even started, because I I get the idea of the mob mentality of like, if we all storm it, they can't stop us all. I was like, yeah, they can, because you guys yeah. will drop like Are you fucking sure flies that? again. Laughs in three thousand rounds per minute. And the the second biggest like stupid mistake they did is they have it on the internet, yeah. as if fucking military people can't see this event happening in like hindsight it's like oh no they we're gonna storm them it's like hey look you know that place we work area 51 yeah these people have a fucking date they have a date where they're gonna like fucking try and raid us do you think we should call in like an extra i don't know two people to solve that (laughs) yeah i don't know man maybe a nearby airfield has an a10 warthog on standby they might or, actually put some gear on it that day and take it out for a for quote test unquote, flight. Test, yeah, quote unquote testing. Oh, that happens to be a fucking raid on the day. Well, fucking imagine my surprise. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that went a little bit of a tangent, but fucking it has to be said. People are yeah. dumbasses. And I bet you, I bet you there's some fucking straight up autistic people who are going to go there and think this is like legit real like we are going to storm area 51 we are going to find aliens and this will be glorious and then the fucking parents are crying because little billy with autism got shot in between the eyes because he thought he can do something good for the internet no uh they have 50 caliber mounted lmgs little billy's just gonna be fucking red mist and mush on the sand He's pretty much going to be created, cremated where he stands. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, gonna... nearby airbase, A-10 Warthog, Little Billy, you don't need to worry about the coffin, the bomb to help dig his own grave. Just get someone to bring a dustpan. Yeah. That's all you're taking back at Little do. Billy. Uh, so that's it for our news for this week. But we have our topic. Our lucky mm. last topic. Oh, God. Yes. So, uh, tonight's topic is the most annoying aspect of a video game that isn't loot boxes or pay-to-win mechanics. Alex, go. Uh, surprise mechanics. No. <laughs> yeah, Fuck <I> not. <laughs> uh, backtracking. Unnecessary backtracking. Like, you need to open this door? Well, buddy, I hope you remembered to pick up that key all the way back at level three. Otherwise, you ain't fucking progressing, brother. So- as I said, backtracking is 
good when it's done right, obviously. Yeah. Like, like the Shantae they- series has some pretty fucking amazing backtracking, especially mm. when you get new, like, forms and powers and dances. But well, a lot like- of a lot of 2D scrollers or Metroidvanias or shit like that all have it. Like, they like, need good backtracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that, the way... That's the thing, like... A, a good game that does backtracking well will make the backtracking feel like progression rather than going back. Yeah. So, for example, the Resident Evil original series is great for it. Like, 1, 2, 3... Uh, Veronica is a bit of a stretch. Like, it's, it's borderlining fucking bit too much. But, like, 1, 2, 3, where... They give you, like, okay, you're going through this area. Oh, this door is locked with a heart key. Okay. So that's something I have to deal in the future. And then as you progress through the game, you find the heart key. And like, fuck yeah, but I have to go all the way back to that door to get to this area. But at the same time, events unfold during the backtracking to make it not feel like, okay, I'm just running here or okay, I'm just, I have to fucking go all the way back there. That's a fucking slog. They make, the, they on, make the... on top of that, the game is in its essence a puzzle game. Yes, it is in very, it's very, it's a part of the survival horror mechanics is your puzzle, your pathing, your management. So a good yeah. game that does backtracking well will make it feel like progression rather than backtracking. Whereas good games can also fuck that up. And for example, one of my one of my first, most favorite games, Metal Gear Solid 1. Mm. So in Metal Gear Solid 1... Sniper Wolf. Snipe, the Sniper Wolf boss fight. So you and Meryl get to this very long, narrow passageway in which Meryl gets hit by a sniper and the only and you have to somehow save Meryl. Now, mm-hmm. you call up on your codec because you haven't got a, a rifle to fight with Sniper Wolf. You've got, like, a FAMAS and a pistol. And that is not going to beat Sniper Wolf Sniper. So you call up, like, the colonel and he's like, fucking colonel and Otacon. He's like, you need to go back all the way at the start of the game in the tank hangar, like, the top level of the tank hangar, to pick up a sniper rifle and then run back. So... You have to go through the Mantis boss fight arena and then uh, that Mantis uh, facility. And then you have to go Mm. through the nuclear silo facility. Then you need to run across a complete another boss arena, which is a massive snowfield. And then you need to go through the tank hangar to go up the elevator to what I think is like a whole bunch of locker rooms to pick up the sniper rifle. And then you have to run all the way back. Mm-hmm. During that entire time, nothing. It is literally you just running through all these arenas to pick up a sniper rifle and run back. That is yep. it. And that, like, it feels like such a slog. It feels like you are almost wasting time doing this. It's one of the things that I dread when I play through Metal Gear Solid. Like, don't get me wrong, Metal Gear Solid 1 is a fucking amazing game. It's one of my, like, top five. But that's an unnecessary time consumption. It is one of, like, the largest pads I've seen 
in recent memory. Well, you could also just be not shit and shoot Sniper Wolf while is it? Oh wait, no, that's the end. You isn't can't. It? It's all right. You I, I'm getting I'm getting Sniper Wolf confused with the end. You could probably do that in the GameCube remake of the Twin Snakes mm-hmm. because in that game you are given a first-person perspective like what you get in Metal Gear Solid 2. So you could probably, and I say you could probably, because I haven't done it, use one of your weapons if you can see Sniper Wolf at the end of that hallway, to which I think they would have balanced that to put Sniper Wolf so far back that you cannot see her through a first-person perspective. You need a scope. Yeah, to put her beyond the draw distance. But no, I got confused with um the end because I can't remember which Metal Gear Solid it three, is. Three, I believe. But one of, me, yeah, is three. three. Metal, it's three. Uh, he's where the you can big shoot bug-eyed, the end in the wheelchair. Big-eyed sniper. Yeah, where, you can shoot, where he's in the wheelchair at the start and if you shoot him, yeah. you skip the entire boss fight. Yeah, you completely skip the entire boss fight. At the same time, like, how that boss fight, how they do that boss fight is really fucking cool. Like, the amount of shit that's in Metal Gear Solid 3, and it's going to be a little tangent, the amount of effort they put in Metal Gear Solid 3 makes it, like, one of the best games I've played. Because you can do so much in that game, and it all matters. So, like, um, hold up. I remember seeing... I'll see if I got it anyway. But there was a uh, post I saw on Twitter about... Um, the people who coded and did the boss fight in Metal Gear Solid 3 between um, Revolver Ocelot and uh, Snake, like, pretty much there are so many different options that they have made and coded reactions to. So there's even, like, parts like if you equip the crocodile head, like, everyone would start laughing at you because, like, that's fucking stupid. Why are you doing that? <laughs> but, yeah, like, it's just that one part in Metal Gear Solid 1 where you have to run all the way back and then all the way there again. Like, as I said, like, with Resident <clears throat> Evil, they put, like, events in between. So, mm. as I said, it still feels like progression even though you're you're running back. You're backtracking. Where in Metal Gear Solid, it's the only thing that I can think of and I don't even think Kojima would be like this sort of like philosophical back in Metal Gear Solid 1. This is like, just leave you with your thoughts. That's it. But even then, what thoughts? Meryl's dying. I've got to run back. Cool. Like even the urgency of the situation is just not there. Like they don't have like the, the, the music to back the urgency literally yeah well it's like just every some quiet... every like we were saying when you were playing through resident evil um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh yeah like you're saying when you were playing through resident evil most of those games end with a like a bomb a self-destruct timer yeah self-destruct timer yeah so that that builds like, hey, look. So if you done got... if they'd done something like that for the Meryl bit, going, look, she's gonna die if you don't hurry this up. But at the same time, like, I got the feeling, unless you know what you're doing, and then like the you would be banging your head against the wall because, like, when I was trying to do that boss fight when I was younger, I didn't have the fucking slightest clue what to do. 
I, I didn't even think about using the codec to contact the others to see what's going on. <clears throat> Until, like, I found out, I think, through a friend, that you have to call someone and they will tell you, hey, look, you need to go here. Um, so what's it? Revolver Ocelot Fight. Because there is a fucking... It, it's... it's oh, I can't seem to find it, but like the amount of things they programmed into um, the boss fight with... Uh, just like one boss fight with Ocelot is so good. And then like, same thing with the end. Like, if you just save the game, leave the game for two weeks and come back, the end's dead. Yeah, he dies of old mm. age. Yeah. Yeah. Like, shit like that. Like, that's great. But at the same time, like, with Metal Gear Solid 1, I highly doubt Kojima is thinking, man, I just want to leave these people with their thoughts and stuff like that. Like, when you're in the room with Meryl, the, the music's playing... Because she's fucking bleeding out right in front of you. You're getting shot at. But once you leave the room, that's it. Every, like, the ambient sounds change back to the location's ambient sounds. Mm. So that urgency is literally just gone once you leave the door. So so that's yours, the uh, backtracking. Yep. Can't fucking stand it. I hate having. To, I hate being forced to do it. I can understand. Mm. So, uh, my biggest peeve, my, uh, what's the term I use? Annoying aspect of the game would be gimmick bosses. Ah, uh, see, this, that's where we disagree. So, like, gimmick bosses, and this sort of covers quick time events in a sense as well. And that's where we start to agree. Yeah, see, see so gimmick like, bosses in and of themselves are all right if they're done well, but it's so easy to fuck up a gimmick boss fight. I'd reference the, uh, I think it's called the Bed of Chaos. Yeah, from Dark Souls 1. I'd <clears throat> give that a reference, but Alex didn't manage to beat fucking Sen's Fortress, <laughs> so... You can you the, understand. You, you, you can fuck right off there, okay? Because I was going to reference uh, Yorm the Giant from yeah, Dark, Dark Souls, Souls 3. 3. But that's not Dark Souls 1. See, like, yeah. with... Um, Dark Souls 1, the better chaos is this big ass fucking branch. Like, you get a whole arena to this boss. But all you have to do is go over to the right, attack the right. Um, the, the fucking it's basically got like, two orbs you need to do to defeat the. Yeah. to take off the. It's not a force field, but it might as well be. Yeah. So you destroy, you go to the left, destroy the orb there, go to the right, destroy the orb there, and then you literally run down the middle. And there is like the better chaos, like a like an overgrown fetus curled up. You literally hit it once, boss dead. Like mm. the entire boss is dead in one hit. So like, obviously fights and like the thing that. Is, there's a good. It, there's it's a good boss like lore and thematically, but it's just mm. the gameplay is fucking awful. Yeah, it it sort of removes. Hacker put like when they build something up like the better chaos is like sort of like the witch of eyes to live. It's and... one, well, it's the bed of chaos is one of the four lord souls you need to kill. It's supposed hmm. to be one of the big ones. <laughs> yeah, it's meant to be one of the big ones, and it's sort of taken down to literally hit this, hit that, hit this third thing done. And 
it sort of takes away like especially when you get cutscene bosses where like you get to the big boss and like you want to fight the boss and it's like all right um uh, press this button okay oh oh right the final boss of space marine the game 40k space marine is a fucking quick time event yeah like to that's the one thing that really annoys me is to have like a final boss come down to a literal quick time event so like all right example i'm going to give here is for the game evil within so if you've haven't played evil within you don't want spoilers tune out for a minute or so but in the evil within the evil the game through from start to almost to finish tells you you need to manage your resources you need to level up certain abilities you need to craft uh weapon part like arrows and shit like that from all the stuff you find it basically tells you to be very resourceful because big bosses they will take a lot of your resources away but not to a degree that you're starved if you have managed your resources well and then you get to the final boss so the final boss is literally you on the back of a mounted turret shooting at the boss to which then you get thrown off to the side and then a rocket launcher just miraculously falls right next to you to which then use the rocket launcher on the enemy and then once that's done you literally aim your gun at the bad guy's head and sh pull the trigger that is it so this entire game which is teaching you level up your character level up these abilities you know like because especially with like the able to change your abilities around in the evil within you basically level abilities to your play style so that's how you do it like you've spent all this time scavenging managing your resources all for this big fight and then it literally just makes it for naught like everything you've done in the game like you could literally just like if you could teleport from the very start of the game where you first walk to the end boss fight you can still beat it with ease because it doesn't use any of your own resources it requires none of it none of your health none of your like uh weapons none of your resources nothing and it was like such a bad taste because evil vin one was all right it, it wasn't bad but it was all right the ending fucking sucks but the time i had the game was all right and then evil vin 2 changes that they actually you know use your resources use your weapons etc etc and evil 2 was like fucking great i loved evil vin 2 but when they build you up to this big boss fight and then they just gimmick it to the point where everything you've done was pretty much a waste because you're not using what you've leveled your character up to then it's such like a kick in the dick because you expect this big boss fight putting you to the test of everything you've done and it's like no we want you to fight the boss like this and it's not it's not even we would like you to do this is we are getting you to fight the boss like this yeah now uh, well on the I'd flip side actually an call example... back to yorm mm -hmm. in, in yeah. this in this example here 
because like it, it's got the same sort of appeal if you do uh onion bros quest because like if you don't do onion bros quest like the yawn boss fights just like you, you don't really fight. yeah no. yeah the yawn boss like, you, you don't really care for it it's just one big ass fucking giant that you just run over grab was it Stormbreaker? storm ruler storm ruler and you just you fucking charge your weeb attack and you just throw that at him until he drops down but if you do onion bros quest yeah it's a whole uh, thing it's a whole yeah it's a whole different it, it gives you a whole different feeling for it different experience sort yeah of and what were you saying jane uh as an example of a good gimmick boss fight in my opinion is the final boss in darksiders one okay so how does that turn out so how that works in the first phase he's a fucking dragon right and the idea is what you need to do is he'll charge at you and then one of his claws will glow and so you need to get on the other side of him uh, and you can only do this while you're on your horse like he doesn't force you on it but you're physically not fast enough unless you've summoned your horse to do this so you need to get on the other side of him and then attack him as he's going past so you're literally jousting with this dragon (laughs) because you're doing exactly that because you need to back off it'll turn around you need to back off to give yourself time to react and then it'll start charging at you and because of the handling on ruin your horse you need to start running at it so you've got the acceleration to turn properly and still get the attack off. See, that's the one thing I do like. It's like when a boss fight, a gimmick fight, like, uh, amplifies like that fight a was, feeling. That fight was the shit because it actually, yeah. you were jousting. They'd done that like you without felt forcing like a, a jousting mechanic. They'd just done it through how the boss interacted with the game's mechanics. And that's the that's one thing I like about cool. some fights where, like, they make you feel like a badass when you're fighting them. Like, as much as some of the control was sort of taken away so they can guide you, but that's just it. They're guiding you. They're not forcing you to do such thing. It's how you... So it's as it's not like a cutscene, quick-time event fight where it's you're pretty much just pressing buttons on a video. The game is reduced to a video. Where it's like they've guided you in a way to get this sort of emotion of like badassery when you fight the boss so like and in they just help you get that like that feeling through and like some games like don't even need to have that sort of guide like for resident evil 4 and resident evil 3 like you've got all the tools to fight this thing but um especially with resident evil 3 where you it is partially a gimmick but you you are required to get there so resident evil 3 nemesis to fight nemesis's nemesis's final form uh you are using an experimental rail cannon that's like it's literally the size of a fucking truck and it's just sitting there to which then you need to push in all the free batteries, all free batteries to start charging it. Now, you have to fight the boss while trying to push these batteries in, which means you need to run around, you need to use your resources and shoot him to keep him stationary for a bit so you're able to do the task. 
And then even when that's happened, you still need to get the boss in the way of the rail cannon for the rail cannon to hit him. So then you need to attack him and bait him over to a certain location to get him in the way of the rail cannon. So the game has an idea of how you are to kill the enemy, kill the boss, but you have to work to get there. And that's Using great. That's fantastic. Game mechanics, not going. Yes. Um, so the game's like, we have an awesome way. We want to kill this boss, and we want you to get there. We want you to feel responsible. Yeah, but it's, for not, how it's this not like a quick time event. It's not devaluing the current mechanics in the game. No, it's not at all. using the mechanics that are already there, and then it also using the them in a unique way. Because obviously, if you haven't got the resources, it's going to be a lot more difficult. So the the resources you spend and the health you spend in the game do matter for the final boss. They do matter, and that's the best part. But when, like, how can I put it? For example, um, the final boss fight in Resident Evil Six for Jake's campaign, literally just a quick time event that's it you press button at the right time to do punch to do combo and then you win cool that's it so like the ustanak is pretty much the nemesis the discount nemesis and how they handle his boss fight is all right jake the main character of his campaign is going to get into a fist fight film sure it looks fucking cool and stupid but all, I don't know, like you feel more involved when you are responsible for the actions directly. And as much as a quick time event is sort of trying to guide that, it doesn't have the same impact as actually controlling the character. Like the quick time events in Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Or any quick time events. Look, no, but those ones there are Sometimes terrible. quick time events can work. Yes. When Frequently, quick time events- they don't. Yeah. Well, when they're the core mechanic, they can work. Not when they're attacked on. That's why I'm not a huge fan of like the God of War original series because that's all those Mm. bosses were was just press button to do this. Yeah. And yeah, it's a character action game. In the meantime, but when it gets to the boss, it's like, hey, smash triangle, press this, press that, boss dead. Yeah. I I wasn't too thrilled with the um. With the late, with the Balder boss fight in the new God of War, either which was just press this, press that, spin this, tap that, you win. Jesus. Yeah, I liked but- the, the the fight at the start first because it was like you actually had a slugfest with him. Oh yeah, and- it was an actual like you punch for punch thing like yeah you get the punch like you could use the axe, but I felt like such a bitch using the axe, so I just punched him into submission <laughs> but like the 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 final boss fight like that was such a letdown god that's such a great thing to hear though i could have used the axe but it made me feel like a bitch so i didn't yeah it's got well, a cool it name though like he the came axe. yeah like he came at me with his fists i came at him with my fists and then i accidentally hit the call to me axe button and like he kratos equipped the axe and like the axe was doing significantly more damage and I'm like, but it feels like such a bitch move. Like he came at me with his fists, so I, I want to come at him with my fists. We're gonna do, we're gonna do this old fashioned, like you know, 
man out on the street. Mano e mano. Yeah, yeah mano e mano or god e god style. Like that sort of shit there. Like, but the final boss fight, like, you got some really cool animations of Kratos and Atreus just, you know, wailing on Balder. But at the same time, all I had to do was press one button and then two of them, like, landed four hits. Like, that's... Eh. <laughs> I, I, it, it was... It, it, it's bullshit. From such a fucking amazing and visceral and impactful initial fight at the start of the game to that quick time event bullshit at the end of it? Just, no. That's that, that's disappointing. That was very disappointing. So yes, that's my uh, uh, worst hated aspect in gaming is uh, the gimmick boss fights. Mm. So what about you, Jane? What are you tailing the frothing at the mouth to let us know is a fucking terrible design? All right, so I've got two. One of them though was stuff like quick time events gives me the shits. Mm-hmm. But we've already mm-hmm. kind of explained that. Now there's two uh, unskippable cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, annoy me, but I wouldn't say that's the worst. My worst is kind of two things which are related but not the same. Okay. Bad ports from like a console to PC or console to another console. And as a link to that, because this is part of the reason a lot of the ports are bad, no way to reconfigure key bindings. Oh, games I... that don't let you reconfigure key bindings okay i want to add another one in there if we're talking about shit in the options menu <laughs> it's to you do with your games. turn <laughs> if it's got to do with stuff in the options menu i don't know what i want to do more when we already discounted you know loot boxes and technically out of game stuff yeah. already mm. you are allowed to think before you you know <laughs> yeah Start. but hang on because because this one here really cheeses my onions well wait your turn it's, it's oh, well, my no, turn I've, and then I've we'll pretty get much covered it poor ports are simple laziness because it means the game is not to a high enough standard it's not to the same standard as other as the same game when it was originally intended uh, like, look so at monster have, hunter world i like, have that's no, that's an I example of a good port two examples of terrible ports. So the first example uh, I have is near Automata when it came to PC. Yes, I heard a it lot came of things to PC. about it, and that is specifically why <clears throat> I did not buy it on PC. Really? Is, but so didn't, didn't they fix it? Yes. So eventually yeah, they, they fixed. It. All right. So eventually they fixed it, but the issue was they released the game, and it was a buggy and unoptimized mess. And it stayed that way for pretty short year, like a year and a half with no patch. No patch came to, like, there was no official patch to the game. The only people who patched the game were fans, modders. They are the ones that patched the game for um, Platinum Games. Now, so that's one but Platinum is not out of the fucking neck of the woods yet because that's my other fucking game which they have done a terrible port on and that is Bayonetta. Ooh, yes. We ran, me and Alex ran to a lot of issues when it came to our Bayonetta playthrough, especially like one massive bug which was tied to resolution in which if the resolution was anything above 1920 by 1080p, 
uh, certain aspects of the game wouldn't load and enemies would not uh, spawn. Spawn. Yeah. And that's just tied to the resolution. Yeah. As well as like there was um, in-game audio bugs. There was... Uh, so the cutscenes are not videos. They're in-game g- generated cutscenes because with this also resolution bug... Uh, character models were just straight up missing. We had uh, a <laughs> Cereza, the yeah. little girl, who was holding her cat doll. All you could see is the cat doll floating in midair and Bayonetta talking to a cat doll. Yeah. While that so was like, funny while it lasted, it was uh, not very uh, cohesive. Plus, to get it at a stable frame rate, like, I've got a pretty fucking beefy computer. To get it at a stable frame rate required a fucking ton of tinkering with the graphical settings. Because if I changed one thing with the graphical settings, like, all right, we finally got it to like 60 FPS stable. Let's just, uh, I don't know, we don't need so much shadows. We'll turn shadows down from like high to normal and it's 20 FPS. Like, what? I turned down a graphical setting. Why has my FPS dropped 40? So. Platinum is just not good at fucking porting games. And they are not very on the ball when it comes to patching them and fixing them. Yeah, the same thing like the uh the Monster Hunter World port when that came to PC. That's sorta of understandable. Not completely forgivable, but understandable because these people have never really ported a game of this caliber to a PC. They've been living on the fucking handhelds, on the handheld consoles. And then they made a, a base console, not a base console game, a um, you know, an actual. The only the only handheld. game, the only game I know that they did not release for their handheld was Monster Hunter Free Ultimate for the Wii U. That's the only game that I can remember that the Monster Hunter crew have ported to a console. Other than Monster Hunter World, like I don't, other, like I'm pretty sure they started on the PlayStation Two and PSP, but that was with a different crew that was sort of tied in with Sony, so they had Sony's help on getting those uh, games to those consoles. But that's not porting; those games were made for those consoles. Whereas when it came to Monster Hunter Free Ultimate. That was ported from the 3DS to the Wii U. And then with Monster Hunter World, that was ported from the PlayStation and Xbox to the PC. But the PC was a bit mm. of a rocky start, but they were like, give us time and we'll try to make this good. Yeah. And though it came good. The thing with the PC release, though, it's, it's not, you know, I can't defend it. The thing with the PC release was that it was server and connection issues rather than that, the game itself being faulty like was there, it is still a major issue especially on a large online multiplayer game like son i'm not it's a huge issue and was really bad that it happened but for the purposes of porting it over i don't actually think that was a port issue there was um, graphical issues with the game when it first got ported over to PC. 
So there is, was there was is like the issue we're having with Star Wars: The Force Unleashed a port issue? No, that is no. seems to be a Discord issue. That's a Discord issue, a hundred percent a Discord issue because it doesn't affect it with Streamlabs OBS. Uh, you're getting all the audio on your side is literally an issue with Discord wanting to produce. Like it could be something to do with how the game was ported the PC. But Discord is the only one going, nah, you either get cutscene audio or game audio. Not both! <laughs> yeah. You can't have both. And it aggressively pursues that agenda. And not just that, but whatever audio you get is completely up the fucking chance. You're either getting game audio or cutscene audio, and nothing dictates which one you get. It's yeah, all up much. the chance. Sorry. So you can uh, roll the gacha audio. Roll the gacha audio when we do recording tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So ain't that fantastic. Other yeah, than that, you... so is that your... Well, can I get onto my thing now? What was your... Oh, yeah, you had little, a little extra. Little extra. My my little extra was when I, when I load up a game and it doesn't let me put the game into borderless windowed mode. I think that's more of a pet peeve than a... Uh, I like... Borderless window mode is like when you first start up the game or when you... No, the option to do it at all. Oh. Well, the thing is like... It, obviously, like it's, it's much better to have it in-game, but there are applications that straight up just fix that. I've, I've tried using them and some games just straight up don't care about it. Like, okay. it, it'll just straight up ignore it. Like, and, like, you would expect modern games, like games that have come out recently, to actually have this feature. And I'm looking at you, Magic the Fucking Gathering Arena. <laughs> fucking Magic the Gathering. Yeah, Magic the Gathering Arena. A game that lets you either put it in Windows mode or full screen mode. You don't, you don't get borderless windowed mode. So me, who has three screens, and I like to jump between them seamlessly because I'm not going to dedicate 100% of my attention watching someone run out the fucking AFK timer. Like, I like to do other shit. Yeah, like your taxes and yeah. watch anime while doing your taxes. And my Which taxes. Me, I need to see the fucking JoJo. So the JoJo... I believe is the the final episode of season five or story arc five is meant to be coming out. Didn't come out last week. It was meant mm. to come out last week, but didn't. So I'm fucking upset. Sorry about tangent, but yeah. So window window borderless mode. I would say for me a close second. Fucking brain dead AI companions. Oh yeah. And escort quest. Fuck. Yeah, some escort quests are fine. Like uh, Resident Evil 4, when you're with Ashley, you can command Ashley to do shit. It's like, hey, look, go into this garbage bin and void all danger. Yeah. Now, let me let me do this. Let me do the fixing. And then you come out when I'm done. And that, see, that's how you do a quest good. But, uh, yeah. yeah, Ashley's not a retard, but some people it's like you have a brain dead AI literally running on a wall and it's like how about you go through the door this is the door no it's like son you ain't seen brain dead AI 
companions until you've played any game that replaces humans with AI. Lydia, get like, out of the it, fucking doorway. Yeah, like there's there's classic Lydia, get out of the fucking doorway. But like any game that you're supposed to have AI companion that you're supposed to have human companions in, but play in offline mode and it nets you with AI companions. And okay. then those AI companions then attempt to behave human. So they intentionally fuck up. Okay. That's that's the dumb shit. It's like, huh. when I think of Brain Dead AI, what was the game I was thinking? It was just like... I'm trying to remember, because I remember it was a game I played recently, and the AI is just fucking shocking. Oh, here's a, here's a good one for Brain Dead AI companions. Any Warriors game ever made... Because like your AI, Warriors. yeah, Dynasty Warriors, um, Fate, Extella Link, Fire Emblem Warriors. It doesn't matter. Any any Warriors game, and I shit you not, that is the dumbest fucking AI you will ever see. Because all they do, and I've I've seen them do this. It, if you can go and watch them as well, when they have to fight other characters, they don't actually run around and fight. They will run up to a group of people and have a staring contest for about, like, a full minute, throw out their basic light attack, and call it a day. This reminds me, I just love it when, like, AI become a meme, though, for, like, um, Persona 3. So, in Persona 4 and 5, you are able to control your party's actions and mm-hmm. how they attack the enemy. Persona 3, you can't. You can only tell them what to act as. So, like, you can either be, like, hey look uh do a heal support role or hey look use all your sp as much as you can or hey look save your sp but still attack so um there's this one character i think is makiri or something like that um oh, uh persona free mitsuru so mitsuru uh i had her on like a heal support role and then promptly decided to ban her from that fucking role after legit numerous times going, hey, look, I need a heal. You're on the heal support role. All right, got it, team captain. Ice attack. (laughs) It is a legit meme because she will add more often, like 80% chance instead of healing you, will just attack the enemy. So that's, oh, that's just perfect. So, and I did this before knowing this was a fucking meme. And I was like, oh, Miss Siri was just going to be my healer because, like, Yukari started off as a healer, but then she got some good damage, so I changed Miss Siri for a bit. Um, not Yukari. Yeah, Yukari. And, yeah, Miss Siri, I'm like, all right, I'm fucking dying here. Miss Siri's like, ice attack. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to heal myself, but I'm going to need more health. Ice attack. All right, um... Can you heal me at all? Sure. Ice attack. <laughs> all right. You're going to the don't use your SP corner. <laughs> You're just going to use some basic attacks for now while you think about what you've done. Uh, oh, neat, neat, neat. You're fired. I can't remember the fucking name of the uh, ability. I know it's like Bafu or some shit like that. 
Yeah, Miss Siri is the dumbest AI. Shumagawa Tensei Persona 3. <laughs> this is the first thing I go when I type in Persona 3 Mitsuru Buffu. <laughs> but yes, uh, here's, here's what the person... This is my legit my experience in a nutshell. I'll give you guys an example of my Mitsuru from a few hours back. Journey below level 40. Last enemy's defense is a lamest possible. Has no buffs. Its HP is at 20, less than 10%. She has to pipe a bar. She has a pipe bar that does 100 damage, 99 accuracy. Uh, she isn't tired nor has any plus or negative buff. But instead of hitting with the melee or casting Bafu, she uses a charm attack. <laughs> Which is, hey, heal me. <laughs> So yeah, Missouri just seems to be like a really fucking bugged uh, AI in which you won't heal you and when you want to do damage, you won't do damage. <laughs> Alright, so is that it for our topic of tonight? I believe so. Sounds like it. Sweet. Well, that about wraps it up for tonight. As another glorious podcast done, once again... Thank you very much for listening to us at SV Cheats 1. We are Oz Plays. What should I say? So it's a, this this program is hosted by Oz Plays. Is that uh, a thing? Yeah, I guess, because we uh, are yeah, Oz sure, Plays. Why no, 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 not? That works. It's like an Oz Plays thing. But yes, our YouTube channel is Oz Plays. That is A U S space P L A Y S exclamation point. On the channel, we have some. Gameplay is still going out there. We've got Sekiro, which we'll be wrapping up. I haven't done much editing, which I'm going to be definitely doing tomorrow because, like, the last couple of weeks have been fucked with my birthday shit going on and with new work. But now I'm getting back into it. I've got episodes lined up. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles is still going out. And I'd say in the next couple of days, our Pokemon playthrough will be starting. Yes. So that was that's going to be fun for everyone. Mm-hmm. So the heavily randomized, very heavily randomized Pokemon yeah. playthrough. So yes, so uh, heavily randomized. We can't actually do a Nuzlocke because we would have already failed. So in the next couple of days, we have Sekiro and Bayonetta completing up, and then we'll have Pokemon Valkyria Chronicles still going through. Probably might do some side stuff, like some small videos in the meantime. Uh, mm. We'll see how that goes, and. That's it for our channel. So yes, if you definitely come along and like our content, content, please subscribe to us. We could we could do the help and the uh, exposure. Unless you're like one of those. The one thing I don't understand about fucking. Oh, it's. Have you ever seen the whole Instagram exposure thing? Was like, hey, look, I I want to uh, do this for you, but. Do it for me for free, and I'll give you some exposure. Oh, you mean the thing that all artists suffer from? Yes. Hey, look, don No, I'm not going to pay for you. I'm not, not going to pay, pay you, you for this art. work, but I'm you'll do it for me for yeah, exposure. For exposure. There's a Reddit, uh, Reddit category about that with... um. I can't remember what it was about. I remember hearing it a while back, but there's a... There's a whole... subreddit for it, for exposure. No, there's a subreddit for people who expect shit given to them. Like, entitled. for example, real entitlement. Like, for one example, there was a woman that's like, hey, look, um, she called, like, this guy does um, swimming lessons for people, et cetera, et cetera. 
and this one woman calls him up saying, hey, look, I want you to give my son swimming lessons for free. And he's like, I can't do that because... Oh, you know, our entitled parents? I think that's it. But like, he's like, hey, look, I want you to do this for free. And he's like, I can't do that. This is my uh, job. This is my only source of income. I can't need the money. No, 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 no. You do it for free. No, I can't, I can't do that. So I'll find it. I'm, I'm just going to take my kid down to the pool and I'm going to throw him in the water. And if you're not there to save him, it's on you. This is your <laughs> fault. Like legit Jesus. that. I'm like, holy shit. It's just like, hey, look, you know, I want you to draw the thing that I like and I want you to draw it in like this really weird and probably concerning way. And uh, I want you to do it for free because... um. Really, like, you're doing the thing you love, so why would you charge people for that? You know, it's it, if you're doing something you love, you should do it for free. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Like, that kind of mentality fucking annoys the shit out of me. But we have an amazing artist, which I do pay for our commission work, because she does great work. Yes. <laughs> and that is Bloxus. That's Good why she did a shit job you wouldn't pay. <laughs> well, she, she basically goes, here... Is this what you want? Uh, I can do finishing touches and stuff. If not, let me know. So she's very transparent and is very like helpful when it comes to trying to figure out design that we want. That's why she's done like such a great job with our previous work so far. Because like we're very, she's very community. She has a lot, a lot of decent communication between us to figure out what exactly we want, how we want it, and she does a great, amazing job. So, yeah, she's a lovely artist. And I just recommend you go check her out and give her more work because more work means more money, but don't overflow her with jobs because I <laughs> doubt she would like that. But, yeah, so that has been us for tonight. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah, catch you later, people. Yeah, see you. Bye-bye.